Hey, and welcome to Mad Beaks, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. This is Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I have part one of a conversation swapcast podcast conversation with um, Steve Johns from the True Spin Rollerblading Podcast, where we talk about podcasting and uh, um, my kind of rollerblading genesis story and skating adapt brand skates and other bits and pieces hope you enjoy and thanks to c for hooking this up (laughs) okay all right well i think we're okay now you're coming across clear to me and i'm coming across clear to you yeah you're coming in just fine um everything's good and uh, so if there's a little bit lag time for people listening to this um that's just how it goes sometimes with uh country to country you know yeah, I know. It's a pain. Did you see that um, the Louis C.K. video where he talks about, like, everything's amazing and nobody's happy? Have you seen that one? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's like, you know, the guy, right? The Louis C.K. comedian yeah. mm-hmm. guy, bald head. Red, red, yeah, yeah. So there's this clip. You should look it up sometime. Everything's happy. And he's going, how, like, you know, technology today, um, you know, everything's amazing and we're still angry. Like I was on this plane, he says, and um, they announced that we got Wi-Fi on the plane. So here we are sitting on a chair, you know, thousands of feet in the air going hundreds, you know, miles an hour. Uh, and then the Wi-Fi breaks and the lady sitting next to me immediately goes, blah, 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 you, know, you know, and how, how he then goes like how quickly she felt the universe owed her something she only just knew existed, you know, two minutes ago. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like that with Skype, right? Skype is this amazing thing, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's still not perfect. Uh, Contrivers bonkers sometimes. No, definitely it's not. It's, uh, but, hey, it's a useful tool, and I use a little call recorder that I'm like, like starts recording the calls, and they usually come out pretty good. So, you know, it's just technology. We're yeah. going to have to deal with it, you know. Just one of them things. For sure. I've listened to some of the podcasts you've done already, and they've come out good, I reckon. Yeah, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Mm. Um, I've been kind of on a roll doing these, and kind of took a little break. Um, well, this will come out later on in life, but uh, the week we record this, uh, I took a little break because the Aragon podcast. I thought it would be yeah. wise to kind of let that breathe for a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'll probably, sure. yeah, you know, I'll probably um, <clears throat> release at the end of the week, but at least give him partial of the week to kind of get his story out there and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I just... Um, Sounds like a good strategy. Yeah, seriously. You have, be, you have to be very strategic with how you place your media and your yeah. content nowadays. That's that's kind of the name of the game. And I kind of stumbled across your uh, Mad Beef and I was kind of searching through uh, finding new podcasts. I mean, I'm kind of like everybody else. When you start with po- blading podcasts, you start listening to... Um, the Mushroom Blading Podcast is definitely one, and Crayons, those are kind of like the heavy yep. hitters. And then you start, all right, well, who else is out there? Who else can have a voice and has some more topic? I, mean, I don't care the quality. I don't care about the, the noise, anything. I just want to hear blading content, blading chatter and talk, because I'm already be talking yep. with my friends about it. So and I came across yours, and then, whoa, he's got a whole bunch of episodes. <laughs> some are longer, some are short, some are like yeah. excerpts, if you will. So just tell me... Um, how long have you been doing it for? I I only started this year. So like February this year. I'm so glad you found it. That's really cool. I um same as you. I found the you know, mushroom blading fairly quickly and uh, and then Rocktown podcast with Brian Kranz pretty quickly. Uh, and was listening to them for quite a while and it was just nice to have another way of be thinking about skating. Um, just when you're doing other things and you can't be skating. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and then I, I was just thinking, there's not many out there, you know. I mean, mushroom blading and, and rockhound have been going for ages and consistently so, whereas a lot seem to sort of be fits and spurts and then stop altogether uh, a bit. Um, uh, and so I thought, well, there's space for more. These are good. There's space for more. And there's none in Australia where mm-hmm. I'm from, you know, and that's, that's a real shame. There's none telling our story, our history, you know, our particular perspective. And so I thought, yeah, well, I, I, I work as a, a Christian pastor for a living. So I talk for a living. So okay. It's not going to be hard for me to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, I could, I could talk and if I can contribute something to the, the overall community in the sport, then, then I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah. That sounds like a, um, just the right thing. The, the hardest part is always starting it. But once you start, you start, it's hard to stop and you just, it's like a, yeah. a wheel. Keep on rolling. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think for me, um, uh, I, I was thinking like having done enough, started enough different kinds of things in my life. Um, I'd know enough about hitting the pain point of it's exciting when you first do it and then it dries up. And so <laughs> I really wanted to, build it from the beginning, reverse engineer it so I'd be doing it three years from now. Um, and partly for that reason, uh, you know, I deliberately went for short episodes. And even if I recorded, this is my strategy, if I record a long interview, <laughs> I might cut it up into two or three pieces. So uh-huh. I've got content for a few weeks to protect me for when the kids get sick and work is busy and, you know, run out of ideas, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of, that's part of it. And it is, I, I, with some of the mushroom blading stuff, Guys are just funny guys, and so it's just nice hanging out with these totally weird, funny Canadians. Anyway, right. but um, but sometimes it's like you know, there's like half an hour of Todd kind of talking about tea and and arguing with his girlfriend, and, it, and it's kind of like you know, you never know whether you're going to get something or you're going to get just sort of you know, you know, sort of bladers half drunk, just joking around, you know. And so I, that was the other thing I wanted to be able to give episodes where people could go, we're going to talk about this. That's what you're signing on for. Right. So when you sign on for this, you're going to get that. And, and you do that a bit at the start of yours. You'll you'll kind of say, welcome uh, welcome, and uh, to True Spin, and here's what we're going to talk about in this conversation. And that exactly. means that if you go, oh, I'm not really up for that, yeah, you can just go, skip that one. Exactly. Yeah. So I do the show notes. Yeah. You know, I find it's it very good. helpful. You can kind of see where the conversation is and where the bullet, like the, the bullet points are. So you can say, oh, that's going to be interesting. I need to get on that. And usually it's always blading. I always, it's a blading podcast, you know, so I keep it centric towards that. So I kind of stumble to yours, which I really like that, even in small spurts, uh, spurts and small um, episodes, I still really enjoy that. That's why I wanted to bring you on my podcast to promote your Mad Beef podcast. It's kind of like Australian version of True True Spin, <laughs> um, and it's it's awesome. I just I get into yeah. it. even if it's like a quick little like on your iPhone and down the street. Like I get into those. I'm like, yeah, it's it a quirky little thought, but it was awesome. Like I never thought I about think, it. <laughs> I think the other thing that um, I was wanting to kind of bring that I think I mean Todd and Joey and Mushroom Blading they're actually really great skaters. Uh, but on another level, they project as just ordinary guys right. having fun. And uh, and I thought, well, I'm an intermediate skater. I'm not great, never was great, but I love the thing. And actually, most people are intermediate, right? Like most people aren't the amazing uh-huh. skaters. Of course. And so, yeah, and so I guess just like, you know, you've got a Brian Aragon episode, and that's cool. 
but it's also kind of nice to listen to ordinary bladers wrestling things that gods like him, I don't know, just transcended and saw everything like Neo in the Matrix the right. first time they put their skates on. <laughs> it's kind of nice to go, actually, that person, they're sliding out on their topside tricks again and again and again. I'm like that too. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought I could bring that uh, pedestrian perspective, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think um, much like a lot of us out there, like you were saying, we are the intermediate. We, we skated a long time ago and now we're coming back back to it maybe from some kind of um, pause in life with it and rediscovering it in, in a different way in our 30s or whatever the case is and uh, like for yep. me lately I've been like on the search for like, the perfect skate that fits my foot um, you know with all these different I've tr- I've tried everything the last year from I was riding Volo Lights uh, and uh, V13s I tried um, Aeons I've tried um uh, shadows again oh man uh, old school solomons i was like where where's the magic ticket now i'm on a, now i'm on adapts so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm so far i'm really really shocked and humbled and love them oh, i i'm right it's incredible so i thought well here here's a guy here i'm mad beef who seems like he's in the same boat as me and almost rediscovering and re like living her childhood again it's, it's an amazing it is. It's really. It's a special thing, hey. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's incredible. So, um, I just want to get your quick little. If you give me a quick little genesis story on your blading, and we can get into some of the some other topics I had in mind. So sweet. Uh, yeah. The cliff so notes. Started, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I started roller skating when I was about nine. Just a white pair of you know leather roller skates. So you know my kid sister was born about then. So I you know used to sort of up and down the driveway of our house to get her off to sleep and and um and so the feeling of you know skating um began then and then we'd like go ice skating with school and so you know got familiar with ice skating and so i guess i grew to love the motion of skating Mm -hmm. from you know kind of mid mid kind of primary school um and then my family moved to melbourne from adelaide uh, and, and Melbourne's one of the, the two largest cities in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the time we moved there was just as blading was re- – it was in 1991, just as when it was really beginning to, at least in Australia, become a, you know, a, 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 a really rising force. Uh, and so I remember we went to the kind of beachside area, St Kilda it's called, in, um, that's right along the beach in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And my family all hired skates and went for a skate along the big long – boulevard that sort of stretches on for miles and miles and because i knew the feeling already you know i it's i could enjoy it but then all the benefits of all the benefits of ice skating on wheels so you lose that kind of clunky kind of you know quad skate feeling and get all that carviness mm-hmm. of ice skates and loved it and 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 um and so i was hooked and so you know they've got some uh, uh you know cheap skates for christmas that year and um uh just just started you know jumping things and and trying things and, and uh so so from you know nine roller skating 11 inline skating and then pretty solid really from 11 to 15 i was skating as much as i could um and very quickly discovered this whole thing you know this whole as it came to be called aggressive inline skating mm-hmm. um and uh 
Um, and so, I mean, I was, I was in that, I guess, what, it, what you call that, the second generation, I suppose. So It's kind you know, of rough, it yeah. Very early. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of um, depends where you come in on. I always say, like, what VG did you come in on? Because that's kind of. Dare to air. Dare to air. Okay, so you're, I think you're first yeah. generation. I well, I guess I'd say. think of, like, you know, Chris Edwards and Action Jackson and all these guys who were there way back in the 80s, perhaps. I think it's you know, the, a the real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was um, Chris Edwards, Angie Walton, Arlo Eisenberg, Tom Fry. You know, they were the you know um, uh, they were the first people I watched. I I stopped skating because of a major knee injury on a handrail when I was fifteen, um, and uh, I stopped skating then. I had like a Roaches or Rosies, mm-hmm. um, Roams, I think they were, with kind of rollerblade wrenches shoved in as grind plates and skateboard wheels as anti rockers. So I stopped skating before um, a proper aggressive skate, uh, before I owned a proper aggressive skate, and before I'd seen what really, you know, uh, roaches had only just started to produce them as I checked out, you know? Right. And so I came back when I got my, my kids wanted skates for Christmas, so we got them all secondhand skates, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get some too. Um, and uh, and that was the first time I'd seen, like, a you know, a, a, a frame-built, with an H block and a groove <laughs> and a backside plate. And I'd never seen that before. And, um, and you know, I guess my image of a grind plate was like the, um, a metal frame with a plastic H block block grind plate put in the middle of it. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'd stopped. So it was pretty exciting to come back and see how the technology had evolved. I mean, very soon after I'd stopped, how the technology had evolved was really super exciting. So, um, how far, how long ago did you come back to, to blading and skating again? What'd you say this was? Uh, about, about three years now. I think three or three and a half years, Christmas. Oh, okay. But yeah, maybe about three years ago. Three years yeah. ago. What kind of, um, skates did you get? Did you buy secondhand or did you get brand new? Uh, I got secondhand. And so a, a, a kind of running theme probably through this interview will be um, on a lower income with a commitment to, to um, you know, sort of giving to church and charity and stuff. Sure. And with three kids, uh, um, disposable income isn't a huge thing. And so, right. you know, there's a lot more I'd love to I'd love to try that I haven't. So, um, uh, so it was secondhand then, a pair of Genesis 9 razors skates, white kind mm-hmm. of skates. Um, with, uh, they still had the, um, stock wheels on them that kind of crumbled pretty soon after I got them. So, yeah. um, had to replace them pretty quick and the bearings were pretty rattly. So I also replaced them pretty quick. Uh, and so they were the skate, uh, aggressive skate that I, I put back on secondhand. A later, um, I, by then I'd gone, yeah, I'm going to, uh, this isn't just a, I have it a go. Like I'm back, I'm back. I mean, yeah, this is what I love. <laughs> Even if my kids stop loving it, I'm still going. Um, and so that second year I bought some second hand kind of power blade K2 Il Capos. So this is before the new, new K2 Midtowns and stuff, right. but it's kind of like that, you know, a tougher boot, kind of, you know, a, a urban skate thing. So I've got a pair of them and to, you know, mainly to do commuting, but have something tough enough that I could muck around wheel kind of freestyle stuff if I chose to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, um, and then only just recently I thought, no, I'm really into this. I want to try something different. Now I've got this podcast. It would be nice to be able to talk about different products. 
And so I began saving up to get uh, Russell Days. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But then I came across on our Australian blade trade a pair of Julian Bars um, in my size, you know, Mm. for like 200 bucks less. Because, I mean, they're expensive skate, right, those sort of premium things. There's a reason for it. But, you know, and so I jumped at that. I got, yeah, I got the boot secondhand but bought frames and uh, and wheels and bearings direct from Peter over in Netherlands mm-hmm. um, to have the full setup. And so that's my my second pair of aggressive skates since I've come back into things. Okay, and that's what you're currently on? Yeah. Huh, how do you like them? Because I just got my uh, – I have some vegans. Um, I just got them the other day. They didn't come with um – the uh the adapt soles they came with uh, i think some sebas so i wanted to um i ordered some really expensive soles i would say but they're handmade they're hand cnc'd out of uhmw so i could i can only imagine that they are expensive so um i ordered some still waiting for some but i'm kind of been experimenting with mike since you can easily change out your soles on the on those skates it's so awesome just two bolts like your UH, mm. uh, UFS bolts. So I put on some um, carbon soles and yeah. they work, they work pretty good. It gives you a lot of, gives you a lot of sole room, a little more on the heel than the Sebos do. And today I just got in some uh, shadow 2.0 one pieces. Cause those are like the ultimate huge soles and huge negatives. I haven't <laughs> quite messed with them. I don't know how it's going to change the ergonomics and the flow of those skates because well, let's be honest. Like the whole thing is made of carbon fiber, so there's no easy flex yeah. into your royales. You really have to like do them properly. Get low. Mm-hmm. And expect to get low and get your knees. Yeah. And- well, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. This is a thing. I I um I don't know if you listened to the podcast where I was talking about just fitness and exercise as a slightly older <laughs> guy. I'm 37 now, and with a knee injury. But but one of the things I do a lot of, like every second night, I'm doing squats but not just because i'm skating i'm not just doing a standard mm-hmm. squat just in the lounge room while we watch television or whatever but i'm, I'm doing royale squats and then five squats and then royale squats and then five <laughs> squats. you know like so, so i'm working every muscle group in those legs and um gosh it helps man <laughs> it really because it not only gets the muscles and the flexibility consistent mm-hmm. not only protects my bad knee but also it it gets your muscle memory you know so that when you then actually strap the skates on you're you're in that do you know what i mean you're in that sort Mm -hmm. of mindset yeah well those skates tend to really suck your foot in like really well like i really love like the top of the toe the velcro goes to the sides i don't know if yours has that or not but yeah it is just like i put on the skate like i put on every single skate like i just on some razor shifts for like a second to test with them and do a review and that kind of thing and i'm like i guess they're cool it's awesome but i had to put in some intuition two liners in them so i get more of a heel lift more it fits me a little better so i'm still toying around mm. with that and I, I put these adapts on and it just sucked my foot in so well because i've played hockey for the last 20 something years and just to have like that same type of molded boot handcrafted quality and and a lacing system that goes right to the top mm-hmm. kind of like a rem so, yeah yeah it makes so much and ice skate's been doing that all along, you know, it's just so nice to have so much more control. And I think in the end, heaps more tightness um, working with laces. I, I really like that. I do too. Um, cause I, I think as me and you out the years, like we're so used to just strapping over a buckle and clack, 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 clack. You know what I mean? And trying to find your settings. Like if you had white ones, you would put a little notch 
so you'd know where exactly <laughs> where to go if you didn't have like a memory bubble like Volos do and that kind of thing. But yeah. um, these ones, I was like, all right, you know, let me lace them up. I foot, I foot feels really snug enough, feels perfect. There's no fluff. There's no extra. It's straight. Everything you need, it feels almost like a hockey skate with where it sucks. It's exactly to your foot. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. so the power transfer mm. is the other thing I like about the that. Response. The response. Totally. Everything you're putting down your leg is going straight to the floor, um, which is a great – I was skating these razors, big, chunk, slightly – one size a bit bigger than they should have been probably. Mm-hmm. And and then to go from that, it's really snug, um, one piece carbon fiber thing. Oh my goodness! The, you know how like you can just get speed just by going slalom, you know, with your feet on the ground mm-hmm. and just just go. You could get get up to pretty good fast speed without even lifting your foot off the ground on these things. It's just brilliant. So that's, that's what I was thinking. As a older, <clears throat> more matured skater, I think. Because, you know, we can probably put a little money into how we skate because we need every second to feel the best. We only have a few minutes to skate anyhow. <laughs> so it's like, all right, yes. I need to find the yes. perfect skate. So when I go skate, it's like best opportunity because I only have some amount of minutes to do this. Um, yes. At first, I was kind of intimidated. I'm like, you know, I heard there's no hinge cuff on it. It's carbon fiber all the way up with a V cut, and I've never done that well with rims before in a V cut. It was just too too low for me or whatever. So I was kind of nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting them. I stuck my foot into them. As soon as I strapped them in, before I even tightened the 45 strap and the top strap, it just sunk it right in. Yeah. And then I put the straps on. There's no buckle bite whatsoever because there's no buckle. And the power response, as soon as I go, it's like right sucks my foot right in. I'm ready to go. And it's a little adjustment on as far as your royales and tricks and stuff. But, I mean, you give it a little time. I thought it would be a little weird being lower cuff than other skates I've skated. But, man, this thing is just a great, great skate. I can't wait for my soles and I already have some symmetric frames to put together. Man, about these soles. Yes. The soles are just so fast. I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of others have already commented in reviews. They are fast soles. It's the first time I jumped on, you know, I always felt like it was going to slide out in front of me, which you don't think of happening with a sole grinder, right? But it's um, really fast. And as a result, it means you're sliding, your cess slides as well, you know, really like, like you've got, butter on your <laughs> your feet it's really great it's a lovely feeling um i, I have found it's uh, being a smaller boot and a slightly smaller sole i think as well i mean not if you're using a jado <laughs> sole no. but I, I have had to adjust I, I feel like i'm i'm maybe because the soft boot on the side i'm mm-hmm. kind of wary of missing my sole just whacking my my exposed foot against the rail and so i'm I'm kind of missing my standard sole tricks heaps more just as I'm getting used to the skate, annoyingly. Um, but I think by going to a smaller boot, it's helping me actually relearn how I do, like, you know, true spin and alley-oop grinds. And I'm locking them make heap more consistently, I think, because it's just a shoe. I don't know. It's, it's something about, I guess, with every – especially if you go to a slim skate, a smaller skate, a different sole – You've got to relearn some things. I found the the Royale tricks have been easy, have been fine for me, but yeah, I've definitely found, for some weird reason, forward soles. I'm, I just feel like I'm, you know, I've just had some kind of brain injury. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just missing the easiest. But doing true spinelli tricks, I'm just locking them where before I, 
you know, on the big Genesis skates, I was sometimes struggling with that. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's just probably me. <laughs> no, I'm with you too. I first I did my first royalty things. I have a little PVC slider, which I think all players should at least make a little PVC slider for home. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just kind of it's too yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Two two by fours and a pipe. It's pretty simple yep. to make. Um, and that's not always the greatest thing to test new skates on. I think it's a slide way too fast usually. You know what I mean? Mm. To really gauge like a ledge or a, a rail yeah. or anything like that. But hey, if that's all you got, that's all you got. Um, so yeah. with that being said, it's been it's been interesting. I can't wait to get my soles in and get the full skate completed. And are you on symmetric frames as well? Flat? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Dude, it's so fast. Yeah. And I put them on for a second because I had them for other skates and I was just kind of messing with them. I don't have the, the adapt wheels. I just have some all dead or all ride them wheels or something close enough for me. But mm-hmm. I haven't skated flat and I feel like I'm going so dang fast for from skating anti for so long. It's it's been incredible. Yeah, I um I've moved to putting um four wheels down on my 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 old razors because I'm I'm sort of trying to improve my vert skating and just mm-hmm. wanted to give myself every extra bit of speed I could. So going for four down was you know one of the things I wanted to try. Um, and yeah, when I then went back to anti rocker, like I mean obviously on a featherlight kind of frame, trying to do you know flat, you, you're not going to be able to grind very well. Not really. Um, you know, so it was that was just a commitment to work on the vert skating. Um, but. Uh, when I went back to Andy Rocker because I wanted to have a go grinding again, gosh, you feel like you're glued to the ground having only the pivot of the of one and four. It's uh, you know, that the speed and the maneuverability of four down. I can see why flat advocates advocate for it. It's it's a real joy just rolling and carving and you feel like you can just add extra little steeds <laughs> to all your tricks, you know. Well, those frames in particular, I noticed that they have a smaller groove for your for your yeah. grinding versus a feather light or a youth co or you know a crate or something. Did that hinder your royales with um, uh, the whole skate in general, or it it was different for me because uh, it, no. you had to bend more. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I I felt like no, it was a, the the skate. And, and maybe the lower cut and the, the nature of just the stiff carbon thing forces you yeah, blow, bend low and tweak your royale. So, um, and so when you do that, uh, you know, the, the, the sharper the angle your, your royale foot's on, mm-hmm. the, the, the wider the groove functionally. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. as you bend back on an angle, you're actually opening up a wider space. So, no, I, I didn't feel – I, I, I um, breaking it in for Farvenugans. That was where I, I. That's where I had the first bit of wheel bite. Where I, I went at a kind of concrete, kind of like pyramid thing at a skate park, fairly fast, and went to go into a Farvenugan, but didn't quite tweak forward enough, and kind of, but the, the front foot was kind of straight up and down rather than tweaked forward enough, and so I got wheel bite with the symmetrics frame frames. Fell over backwards, landed <laughs> my tailbone straight off the, the sharp edge of that obstacle. That was horrid. Um, and so, yeah, I just had to break in the cuff a little more to my foot and my ankle so that that would lock, you know, in that forward mm-hmm. um, far position well. That's the only area where I'd had difficulties, yeah. Uh, did you bake them? Uh, no. 
No, okay. Another modification. I know you can probably do like you do with hockey skates, but I think you take like, like a heat gun or a hair dryer or something and uh, do that. I've done it for mine. I don't feel like yeah. I really need it yet or how much it would benefit. But um, on those Farfanugans, I just tried a few yesterday, and I was in my brain I was thinking, when you're going to Farfanugan, you need to tweak it a lot further than you would in, another, in a different skate. So think about your toes scraping the top of your toes every time you go to farfanugan because think about mm. you're trying to scrape the top of them if you do that then yeah. you're mentally in the right position or you're mentally thinking to get into the right position versus being lazy and almost yeah. being backside and you're gonna be what will bitten for sure yeah yeah it's hot tip it is, for, at, least, at least for those skates. Ad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.